Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. to the Tracy Sandler show. I am your host, Tracy Sandler. Happy 49ers OTAs week. If that's actually a thing that someone says happy to very excited to be joined by the scores NFL insider, Jordan Schultz to talk. Well, guys, you know, what we're going to talk about 49ers quarterbacks. <laughs> Jordan, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks, Tracy. I always love coming on. It's great to be back. Well, great to have you back. Thank you so much. So This is not really super apropos at the moment, but it looks like the owners approved that you can dress a third quarterback on game day without it counting against a roster spot after what happened in the NFC championship game. And I only bring that up because the 49ers have three quarterbacks that everybody loves to talk about and argue about and all of the things. Of course, those quarterbacks are Brock Purdy, who is coming off the elbow surgery, Trey Lance and the wild card, Sam Darnold. So let's, Jump on in. I think yes. we know. And Kyle Shanahan has flat out said, if Brock hadn't gotten hurt, he was QB1, no questions asked. But now we have an offseason to see what Trey Lance can do. Will he be the guy that they traded all those picks for? What do you think, Jordan? So I'm a big Trey Lance believer, but I'm also, I'm also recognizing that we haven't seen Tracy a big sample size. I mean, he, he basically started 11 games in college at the FCS level. And he hasn't played a lot in the NFL. But to me, he if you go back to what the 49ers fell in love with, what Kyle Shanahan fell in love with throughout the pre-draft process, and you evaluate what that quarterback is, it is the tailor-made quarterback for this offense. A big arm, athletic, and I think he's a he's a leader. You know, he's he's someone that you want to build your franchise around because of, because of who he is as a person. He's very well liked within that locker room. And I've, I've always said, I don't, I, I know there's been speculation that they would move him. I've, I've never got the impression that was the case. Uh, the fact that he worked in the off season with Patrick Mahomes is, is a really positive thing. And I think you're talking about Jeff Christensen, who was, who's a private quarterback coach and said that he made um, a lot of leaps and, and any, anybody can say that, but for someone that's working with him day to day, that says a lot. I think the other part about, about this, you mentioned Brock Purdy and, you know, obviously there wasn't an expectation for him to come in and have the type of rookie season he had uh, as Mr. Relevant, but he has like, there's no doubt that Trey Lance has more talent than Purdy. Purdy, what Purdy brought to this team was a welcome sight because he didn't turn the ball over. He was clutch on third down. He led the team and he relied on the defense, but from the, just in terms of the weaponry that they have with Ayuk, with Kittle, with Debo, um, not to mention McCaffrey, an offensive line that is any quarterback's best friend. I, I think Lance, his, that as I mentioned, would fit well. He, he to be on the field. He needs opportunity. And finally, Darnold, I mean, he signed a one-year deal. There's escalators in that. But I still think Trey Lance's team, I say this with great respect to Purdy, I think he gives this team the most upside because he is the most talented of BetOnline is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines and the latest matchup reports for this year's NBA playoffs. BetOnline is your sports intel headquarters this season as we have you covered for all your insider sports wagering needs. From basketball, MLB, NHL hockey, golf, to UFC and boxing. 
The fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your home. Get into the action today. Head to the website or use your mobile device to join and be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. I, I don't think you're wrong there. I think it will just be a matter of what do they see from him. And with Purdy, he's a known entity. You know, Kyle Shannon, I've said this on this podcast so many times that I'm sure my listeners are like, we know. But Kyle Shanahan has trust Brock Purdy in a way that I've never seen him trust a quarterback. And I've been covering him for the last several years. And he really does trust him. He does everything that Kyle Shanahan wants him to do, which is mainly not turn the ball over, get the ball where it needs to go, and let the defense do its thing. So it's going to be an interesting offseason. So on Tuesday, we're recording this Monday. On Tuesday, the media will be at OTAs. So I will be there. I will get an opportunity to see those reps between Trey Lance and Sam Darnold. You know, there are people who believe, I am not one of them, but there are people who believe that Sam Darnold could end up being the starting quarterback. I think it's possible he could be the week one starter, or week two starter, depending on Brock Purdy and how Trey Lance does this offseason. But there are people that believe it. And I do want to talk a little bit about Sam Darnold just because, you know, I think this is a guy who came into the league in not great situations. And I am somewhat curious to see what is he like working with Brian Greasy? What is he like working with Kyle Shanahan? What is he like with that defense around him and with those weapons? And I think that is something that could be, if nothing else, just a good off-season storyline to keep everybody occupied. Well, Darnold, um, you know, you mentioned the situations he's been in, specifically when he came into New York with really nothing around him that would help him succeed, Mm -hmm. including coaching staff. So that's, that's not on him. Sam has been beaten up a lot. He he's, he's, he's turned the ball over a lot and he's been really up and down, you know, throughout his career. He's very talented himself. He's very young. And I still think there was a, there was a, a, uh, there was a place for him, an opportunity for him at some point to once again, become a starting quarterback in this league. Um, you know, we, we, we've seen these redemption stories before, you know, Geno Smith just down the road in the division is one example of a guy who was counted out and really, you know, turned around his career completely. And and I don't think that's impossible for Sam. I, what I, the, the uphill battle that he faces is, is, is really twofold. One, you have Brock Purdy, who you mentioned is uh, if nothing else, extremely well trusted uh, from the coaching staff. That's, that's, that's a big deal. And then number two, Trey Lance, when you invest the type of capital that the Niners did in a quarterback, you're going to give him every opportunity to succeed because, you know, you, you, you want him to, because that was your guy, you know, and, and mm-hmm. anytime you give up what they did, um, you're expecting to get a star quarterback and it hasn't happened yet for Trey, but I think like, the adjustments that he's made, you know, if you, if you read the quotes from go back to his quarterback coach this summer, um, you know, or this spring, making these adjustments to his throwing motion so that he wouldn't get his sore subsequently. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he basically saying that on a Monday and Tuesday, Trey would throw the ball really well, but by the end of the week, his arm would be sore. So he couldn't have those same quality of reps. So now you fix that. That's a problem for, for someone like Sam was trying to come in and take this QB one job. Right. Uh, you, you obviously talked about the UCL injury with the elbow to, to Purdy. I just think given what I just said and given Lance's talent, he's going to have to do something 
badly. Like he's going to have to play really badly for him not to get the opportunity to start. I just, I don't, we don't know the timeline for Purdy. And we, we do know that Darnold is, uh, we know his flaws. We're still learning what Trey Lance can be. We don't know what Trey Lance can be. I think the Niners want to discover them. Well, yeah. And I think, as you said, when you give up what you want to give up or what they give up, yeah. you do want to give him every opportunity to succeed. And I think everybody wants to see what Trey Lance can be. I think that's, there's an excitement to that. You don't know what the ceiling is. And so you mentioned, we don't know the timetable for Purdy. We are coming up on that magic. This term, this has been thrown out there since March, that magical 12 week timeline or at least 12 weeks after surgery. So we'll get an idea of when he can actually throw the football as opposed to throwing a towel. When will he be able to practice? This one's going to take some time. And I think under the best of circumstances, and I am certainly not a doctor, but under the best of circumstances, I don't think we're seeing Brock Purdy before week three, maybe week two. Yeah, that's the best case. So, no, I'm just all I was saying is imagine what would happen if in those, let's say, three, four, five weeks, Lance comes in, let's say they start four and one, and he's playing great, then he's then, then it's his job to lose. I mean, absolutely. I, and how well Purdy played and that he took them to the NFC championship. And who knows what would have happened had he stayed on the field. But, but Lance is still to me again, just, he gives you the most upside. And I think his, his ability as a thrower and runner is just, it's pretty rare. And and I think given the skill set and speed that's around him, all the window dressing that Kyle can do, it would, it would behoove them to give him every opportunity. And I think they will. Yes, I think they absolutely will. And you are correct. If he comes in there and he plays well, and they start four and one. They, I honestly think if they start two and one and then Brock's ready, but Lance is playing well, they're not going to mess with it. So, and they will be in a great position. They'll have two guys that they potentially could trust as quarterback. I honestly wouldn't be completely shocked. And maybe this is a hot take, but I wouldn't be completely shocked if Sam Darnold isn't even on this roster when the season starts, if he is elsewhere. Well, his contract is, yeah, his contract, like I said, is super incentive based. So that's not impossible. I'd be surprised. I guess I, I wouldn't be shocked, um, you know, if that happened. That's the thing with the NFL. There is the difference between surprise and shock. There are things that would surprise me. There are things that you know, would Yeah, this league, it's, there's never a dull day. And, yeah, I, uh, I'm never, I, I'm never – I'm rarely shocked at this point, honestly. That's totally fair. Well, let's, let's move on a little bit from quarterback because at the moment we just don't know much. But I'm going to shamelessly plug myself to my listeners. Make sure you're following me on Twitter at Fortnite's Fangirl and Instagram at Tracy Saylor on Tuesday because I'll be tweeting all the things that you're going to want to see from OTAs. But there's someone else that I want to talk about uh, who I think is going to be very interested in his second year in the league, a defensive lineman, Drake Jackson, who was someone that the 49ers were very excited about and had a lot of excitement about you know early in the season. And then there were some rookie ups and downs. Uh, and the defensive line, you know, obviously very important and qu- quite a talented defensive line with the addition of Javon Hargrave, of course, Nick Bosa. Eric Armstead, it's it's an incredible group there. But Drake Jackson is this is a big year for him. And this second year, he's gonna have to show that he can be the person they were excited about. It's a big year for a lot of people on the team. But kind of what are you hearing there and, and what are you excited to see with him? Well, when he when they drafted him out of USC last year, I had him circled as like one of the real steals because he he was a dominant three-time all Pac-12 performer for the Trojans. He's really athletic. He's really long and big. He is your kind of classic new age edge guy, you know, that that great get off, uh, you know, less 290, more 250, where it's speed kills. And 
Um, he gives you something that you just, it's hard to replicate. And we talk, I, I, I say speed kills because the league has shifted so much on both sides of the ball. You know, look, look, just look at the Dolphins, right? With, with you know, Hill and Waddle, and they bring in H.A. now. Like, that's a speed offense. That's obviously Mike McDaniel has the Niners pedigree. The Niners have done a lot of the same things uh, on both sides as well. And and I thought the Drake Jackson pick signify that, where they wanted a guy who could, who could beat you um, with his quickness. And, you know, we saw ups and downs from him last year. He flashed, but you mentioned they have a dominant defensive line and, you know, he wasn't ready. I think you're going to see an improved Drake Jackson uh, this year. Um, There's been talks that he's put on weight. I haven't seen him, but um, if he could put on 10 pounds and not lose his speed, that'll be a plus. Just the focus and the, not energy, but knowing when to to use it and to use your gifts. I think, you know, that's something that every pass rusher has to figure out that you can't go 100% all the time. Um, you know, you you want to change speeds, just like in basketball. When you want to beat a guy off the dribble, you got to change speeds. He's learning that. So I have really high hopes for him. And to me, if this defense is going to be, uh, take another step forward, which I think it can, he'll be a big reason why. I mean, they obviously lost, you know, they, they lost a lot. Um, you know, Samson as well as uh, Amina. Yes, they sure did. They also lost, of course, right tackle Mike McGlinchey. So when we're looking at storylines for OTAs, Colt McKivitz, the apparent heir apparent at right tackle for the 49ers, what are some other positions that you find interesting? Because the 49ers are a team, they were in the NFC Championship game, probably would have played better if they were playing with all 11. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so this is a team that's pretty set. You know, I don't think much has changed in terms of their ability to contend. They lost a lot in free agency, but they certainly can work around it. But kind of what are other some other position battles that you see going on? Uh, I have another one in my head that I'd like to hear from you. Yeah, I would say backup running back. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, McCaffrey is the table setter. He is the guy. But, um, you know, I know there's still – he didn't – he was hurt last year. But, uh, you know, Ty Davis-Price was someone they loved coming out of LSU. I want to see him healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Elijah Mitchell's there. Um, you know, they, they bring in the, the, the center from the giants, Feliciano, what's, what's the situation with him and, um, uh, Brindle. So you have that, you mentioned the, the defensive line. Well, what about, what about the secondary? Um, right. you know, a big one, a lot of new faces there, Isaiah Oliver, right? So, um, they, they, they draft one of my favorite players in the draft, Jair Brown from Penn state, a, a safety that should start from day one, but they also lost Jimmy Ward. So I would say secondary. Um, we we talked a little bit about defensive line, backup running back, and maybe a little bit at center. And I think Isaiah Oliver, Steve Wilkes told us a couple weeks ago, is he'll play nickel. That's really where they envision him. So you have Charvarius Ward on one side, Diameter Lenore, who I think they were pretty happy with by the end of the season. But there is there is that battle in the secondary and for depth. And I'm interested to see Samuel Womack, who was someone they were so excited about in those first couple games of the season. He really fell off. Where does he fit in? Does Ambry Thomas make this team, you know, Michigan go blue? We, 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 we both liked Thomas a lot last year, and I know he didn't yeah. have the kind of gear he wanted. Yeah. No, we, de- we definitely did. We did talk about that uh, before training camp started. And that one is, you know, that's an interesting one because his rookie season, he really came on at the end, and they were very excited about him, really fell off last year. So, you know, much like Drake Jackson, very different, but – what did they do in the off season? What did they do to improve? What did they do to put on weight? And, and I do think there's something to be said and 
Drake Jackson probably learned it you know, right away. But there's something to be said from going from college to the NFL and really understanding what you need to do to succeed. And so for an Ambry Thomas, did he do what he needed to do to even make the team? He's not going to start, but you know, is he going to make this team? He was a third round pick. Yeah. It's a tough one. I, I, say, I say 50-50 on that. Maybe i give him a slight edge. Um, Womack's really like, he he outplayed his draft position. You know, small school guy, Toledo, fifth round. He Beginning of the year, it looked like this guy was, you know, a, a, a real starter, and then he fell off. Um, still had decent numbers. Uh, his PFF grade was still decent. I, I think he's he'll he'll still get playing time. It's more interesting to me what happens with with the slot. Um, you mentioned Lenore. Ambry Thomas is like. Um, what year was he drafted? Was he three years ago? Yeah, he's Trey Lance's year. He was twenty twenty one. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're just you're hoping that given his pedigree, where they picked him, that that he would come on. I I, I would. I'm not sure about him. I, I still feel like, like I, if they I, they would like to see him make that team. You know, and he's a talented guy. Uh, Womack will play this year. Lenore, they like. Um, obviously, Mosley's gone. Yep, Mosley's gone. He's in Detroit. Mosley's gone. And, and then obviously you have Mooney Ward. So that second corner spot is is just super important, man. I mean that that division. Uh, really, really important. Yeah, they have. There's some wide receivers in that division. Just you know, just in, it's it's. <laughs> you know, I I don't know what Arizona is going to do, and you, you know, it's, we'll see what happens with them. But between Seattle and and the Rams, there's just a lot of weaponry. Yeah, there definitely is. And so, as long as you bring up wide receivers, we're going to get to my last spot, which you know I talked about this last week on my podcast. Wide receiver is is a low key big area this year because you've got Ayuk. they're going to have to pay they got Debo you got Juwan Jennings on a one-year contract he's a restricted free agent next year uh um Ray Ray McLeod on a one-year deal uh I think there's room for my other Michigan guy Ronnie Bell to make this team yeah definitely gonna make the team I think he's gonna make thank you thank you for agreeing with me there are those that argue with me and there's no doubt he's gonna make this team. no he's a good football player he'll make the team they also have they also have you know, they brought in Chris Conley, who's just, just a wily vet. And then they have Danny Gray, who, yeah. you know, is big year for him, too. Yeah, big year for him. You know, really, really good college player out of SMU and uh, speed guy. And I think they this is a big opportunity for him. That that number three receiver spot, it, it really should be between Jennings and Gray. You know, it should be one of those guys. Um, and I think if I had to guess, uh, I guess I don't I don't know. I mean. They have different skill sets, you know. You're talking about Jennings is kind of more of a possession guy, um, really smart. Then Gray is a little bit of the take your top, take the top off the defense. They both can do different things. I, I would like to see them incorporate Gray more, just because of his speed. Well, I think they would like to see that, especially because they have him right now on a rookie contract and Juwan Jennings on a one-year contract, where he's going to be a restricted free agent next year. So I think they would like to see. You know, Danny Gray take that leap. So I would say four three three. I mean, I, I'm looking it up now. I didn't even realize he ran that fast. I mean, this oh, is that is rare, there. rare speed, you know, and he's got the size too. There was a lot of love for him coming out of the draft last year, including for myself. He's a talented guy. Well, and you have we talked about Drake Jackson. They're in the same draft class. I would put Danny Gray as a very close second, uh, as a second year player who's looking to have a big year. So that's what we got. It's the beginning of OTAs. This time of year is so funny because we got OTAs, we got mini camp, and then we get the six weeks off. So we're yeah. getting closer and closer to that. Um, so 
That's what we got. We'll be keeping an eye on OTAs. Jordan, tell everybody where they can find you online. I appreciate that. Uh, I saw him at the score. Twitter, Schultz underscore report. Instagram, Jordan Schultz. And really invested the time to get into TikTok over the last year. And it's been not even a year, like nine months. And it's it's the easiest platform to grow on. Like I've grown faster on that thing than anything else. I'm also on YouTube now, which is equally hard to grow on. I don't know about you, Tracy. Are you, are you a TikToker, Tracy? I am. A, I am somewhat a TikToker. I need to be more active on it, but I am a TikToker. YouTube, you're right, is so much harder to really grow hard. on. What really is your tough. TikTok name? I'll definitely follow you. It's just real Jordan Schultz. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I and, am a TikToker. It's it's a funny platform too. I mean, it's TikTok just, rewards volume though. So like, yeah. you can grow on TikTok. You just have to yeah. have volume. I'm, I would say bare minimum three posts a day. You can go six to eight posts if you want. You know, because it rewards volume. You really don't know what's going to pop. You know, it's kind of like kind of like watching the Niners. You, yeah. you don't know where it's going to come from offensively. You know it's coming. You just don't know where because of all the misdirection. You know what? That's an excellent analogy. And with that's, that, <laughs> I will tell that's everybody. That's why you have me on the show, Tracy, to bring that type of insight. That is the kind of insight and analysis that we're looking for. And we will obviously have to have you back during the season so we can see if, how, how that's all going. You guys, we are brought to you by Bet Online. You can follow us at Fangirl Sports Network. I gave you my socials earlier. And with that, talk to everybody throughout OTAs. Bye, all. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.